0: We can do this. I can do this. We cannot make this the worst podcast. We're only three episodes in.
1: So then technically it would only be the worst of three episodes.
0: I'm Nikki. You're tuning in to the World School Wonders podcast, the podcast where we're sharing our journey of ditching our suburban work and school lifestyles for adventures unknown around the globe. That's pithy, right? That was a mouthful. And I'm
1: Jack, sitting here on a rainy day in Saranda, Albania, getting ready to talk to you about travel. Today's podcast is an episode one of two parts. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And we're starting with the bad. It's kind of our homage to Charles Dickens.
0: We're starting with the bad because we want to talk about long term travel and be a little honest about how challenging it was and how different it is to get ready for long term travel when you compare it to getting ready for vacation travel.
1: Big difference.
0: We should confess that we tried to record this podcast in the middle of living it, and we were so stressed out at the time, we had to ditch that recording because it was garbage and it was (laughs) way too hard to finish it in the moment.
1: (laughs) It did not go well.
0: No, not at all. I think the problem with long term travel is that it's there's so much to do that has nothing to do with the destination or all of the things that you're excited about doing once you get there. You really have to plan on how you're going to live your life while you're traveling.
1: Yeah, there was definitely uh, a lot of uh... tears. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. It was kind of like that uh, you know that scene in the movies where it's Christmas Eve. And uh, you've got to put together a Barbie dream house, two bicycles, and a Lego nuclear reactor by 8 o'clock the next morning, and you're just now realizing this and it's 10 p.m.?
0: That's not necessarily a scene in a movie. We've been there many times.
1: Okay, maybe it was our movie.
0: So we made a list of the top five categories that are related to preparing for long-term travel that fall into that agony category. And we thought we would share them with you in the event that you, A, want to do this someday, or B, just want to laugh at us. We're good either way. And I think since it's been two full weeks since we got on the plane, we're finally at the point where we can laugh at it too.
1: Yeah. And if you want to do this uh, via email, you can laugh at us in text, or if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, because we're going to hit things at a fairly high level, feel free to reach out to us.
0: Right, so why don't we get started with the first one? It has to do with all the financial arrangements of living your life while you're away. The first one for me was paying bills. I was really freaked out about potentially missing something. And I don't mean the bills that you pay on a monthly basis through online bill pay, those are predictable. If anything, when it comes to those bills, I would say that figuring out what you can pause while you're gone, like trash pickup, internet, streaming subscriptions, et cetera, things that you don't necessarily need to have and that you don't want to pay for. You can pause those, but it was also important to plan for things that aren't necessarily normal, figuring out when they're due, um, how you're going to pay it, things like property taxes, insurance, anything that kind of falls into the bigger, more unusual category.
1: Yeah, pause is great. You don't have to uh, get any deposits back. You don't have to establish a new account when you get home. It's, It's literally just hitting the pause button. I highly recommend it.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that a friend of mine turned me on to was a service that the United States Postal Service offers called informed delivery. It's free. And what they do is they scan the outside of your envelope to show you what is going to be delivered to your house the next day. So every day I get an email showing what's going to be in my inbox so that if I do miss something or I've forgotten to plan accordingly, then I've got a crew back home that can help me out.
1: So for me, when we talk about financial arrangements, we really have to talk about accessing all those financial accounts that we hope you have, like banking, checking, brokerage, et cetera. The, the key thing here is to make sure you know which device you're going to use to access those accounts and to get your multi-factor authentication squared away on those devices before you leave the country. Because once you try to access that brokerage account with from an Albanian IP address, <laughs> we, believe me, the bells and the whistles are going to go off. We it's might be, be speaking be much from harder. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes
0: and they don't are. make it easy and not every company has the same approach when it comes to multi-factor authentication if you're used to having the option of send me a text send me an email give me a magic link well you better make sure that you know what it is for the specific application that you need to be able to tap into because we found out that uh, what we had expected wasn't necessarily what they were offering
1: that's right and make sure that if it is going to uh the if those systems are are going to send you a, a text or a, uh, a code to your phone, uh, make sure it's a phone you're going to have access to once you get over to your destination because, well, you, you may have a local SIM number and we can talk some more about that. Or you may be using uh, a different device for your voiceover IP.
0: Well, I use Google Fi and we're not affiliated with Google in any way, shape or form, but it was important for me because I'm still working for my cell phone number to be accessible here in Albania. At- with anybody in the U.S. trying to dial that number. And the cool thing is that Google Fi also has a VPN. Do you want to talk about VPN a little bit?
1: I do. We've noticed that in a lot of developing countries, they love their Wi-Fi, but they're a little lax about changing their passwords. So you definitely want to encrypt your sessions with those financial institutions, and that requires a VPN. And there are several really good ones out there that are free, for this kind of use.
0: You can tell Jack and I both work in tech. And so I actually work in cybersecurity. And I think this is a really good recommendation, not only to have all of your applications, your financial applications encrypted and to use a VPN to do that. But one of the things that we'll talk about in a little bit in terms of the things that we wished we had packed uh, are actually tools that can help you change your passwords once you get here. So we'll touch on that in a minute. All right, let's move on to the number two item on our list, and that has to do with house arrangements. What are you going to do with your house while you're leaving it for a certain amount of time?
1: So maybe you're one of those lucky folks that just locks the door of their condo and takes the MARTA to the airport, but we're not them. We've got an older house with a lot of projects that I had to make sure that were in some state of finished before we left. And then there's also the notion of... uh, of yards and fountains and pets and house plants and aquariums, all things you want to think about before the day that you have to get on a plane to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing to think about when it comes to the house is house sitting. Are you going to have a house sitter or service? Or are you going to gather friends that are going to look after your house while you're gone? Are you going to potentially use a house swap service and have another traveling family live in your house while you're gone? We actually had a number of people in our community uh, through church and just friends and neighbors who have signed up to each take a different week and they are coming by daily to empty out our mailbox, you know, walk around, make sure there's nothing suspicious happening. And then the other thing that we found that was kind of a surprise is that our local police has a service called Citizens Patrol and you can sign up and let them go and patrol your house a couple times a week. Uh, they've got our numbers here where they could reach us if anything suspicious was happening. Uh, and certainly our friends that are checking in on our house know how how to get in touch with them as well. So I thought that was a, a really neat service that I didn't know existed.
1: Yeah, I do too, Nikki. And just to recap too on the uh, house swapping, that's a real thing now, guys. It's a, it's really uh, great for the uh, a few weeks to a couple of months scenario where essentially, you know, you watch someone else's house while they stay in yours. And it's um, there are many, many websites now. Again, something you may want to look into. So, All right. So number three on the checklist. The agony checklist, and that would be luggage for a variety of reasons. But this, I will say, less is more. Um, Everyone has weight limits. Make sure you know what those weight limits are. And since COVID, they've gotten really squirrely. They've they've changed a little bit. With our carrier, we were not able to bring our roll-away carry-ons onto the plane. They counted as a third piece of checked luggage. But we were able to bring computer bags and or purses on board, So what we ended up with is each person got two big bags to check or check bags that had to be less than 50 pounds, and then that roll away, which you would normally stow over your head, and that was an additional 17 pounds. So we had each of us 117 pounds of, I guess, cargo that we could take on board.
0: Which sounds amazing, like, oh, you really can pack the kitchen sink, but no.
1: Yeah, you, you really could. Yeah, you know, I, I would say that please don't feel like you have to pack 117 pounds just because you can. Be, because I, I swear to you, we have an entire suitcase just full of health and beauty aids with, that we've brought with us.
0: It's not health and beauty aids. It's like vitamins and medicine. What if somebody gets the stomach flu while we're here? You want to be walking to A the dock in the box? <laughs> All right, I'm prepared for any travesty and uh, catastrophe I that might I come saw our way an Easter egg coloring kit in there. <laughs> oh, we don't have that cause we're not going to be here for, but there may be some things for Halloween. Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs>
1: um, the other thing I would say too, is when you start thinking about luggage um, first of all, no wheels equals no deal and make sure that there's enough of you to wheel all that luggage to and from the check-in and or to the car or truck or in our case, panel Man. van that's picking you up at the airport at your destination because it's one thing to pack it it's another thing to actually be able to manage it
0: yeah and this is my opportunity to make fun of jack because at one point we were measuring getting all the suitcases and piling them the deliver into the living room and measuring the cubic feet and then in the end we finally just said let's just rent a really large van and have someone drive us from the airport to our to our new home
1: yes but i do now know that the uh the cargo space for a uh, station wagon is 38 cubic feet.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure at some point in your life that will be very handy. Or not. The thing from a luggage perspective, when we touched on it a little bit, for me, was trying to balance comfort with necessity. So we're on a long-term trip. There are things that we, and, and the kids, wanted from home that just reminded them of home and we felt like that was really important for them to make those choices and figure out what they wanted to surround themselves with while they were gone but then comes a time when you have to prioritize what to pack and then honestly what gets left behind and so with the kids and all of their hobbies Emma had a purchased a really tiny sewing machine jack was absolutely against her bringing it and we kept trying to sell him on the idea about it's battery powered it's so tiny it's not going to take up every or much space at all and in the end she brought it uh, but she did have to leave behind some stuffed animals and while they don't weigh much uh you know we had to kind of have the conversation with her about what happens if the suitcase gets lost some of these animals you can't recover them so there were lots of tears over that
1: yeah, and I would also say that I've already started keeping a list of, of items that I would not bring next time, and that, and also keeping a list of items that I would bring that I didn't. And it's silly stuff that that I would want to bring next time, like an like an Ethernet patch cord, because it would it would be nice to be able to plug directly into the router that our host has provided Wi Fi, so that either I can change the passwords when I want to, because you know his hasn't been changed ever. Uh, or you know, we can essentially just get a bit, a little better throughput when everybody's streaming Netflix, right? And I need to, to uh be able to do something. Um, the other thing that was kinda silly was beer huggers. For whatever reason, the Europeans oh, do not yeah. have beer huggers. So They're I koozies wish if yeah, you koozies. know them as
0: koozies. Uh,
1: and and you know, and, That's uh, a
0: good call. I uh, hadn't any about that. any
1: type of uh cup. That's bigger than like six ounces because everything in Europe is tiny, including the things they drink out of.
0: Okay. And we are, you know, being from the United States of America, we are the big gulp culture, yes, right? Yes, So we like her 32 ounce or I don't know, is this 48? We had
1: to buy a milk jug to drink out of. <laughs> I'm drinking out of a big it's jar. A, yeah, I should like be a preserving tea fruit jar. in this, but I'm drinking yeah. beer from it. So. And then the other thing I would add is um, on the things not to bring, I would have I should have literally taken all the clothes that I packed and then removed half of them from my suitcase because for instance I brought 8 pairs of jeans I could easily get by on 4. I should have brought half as many shirts. I should have I mean literally I brought twice as much to wear as I should have brought and I'm not the clothes horse in the family.
0: I did bring too many shoes, but they're and I'm not going to give in yet. I think all of the medicine that I brought is important and valuable. Let's let's hope not. (laughs) However, one surprise of the trip so far that we've found is crazy valuable is our, and I know you guys are going to laugh at us, but our son packed our Alexa. And he did it because he loves to listen to music. But hear me and hear the value of this thing. When Jack and I want to leave and go just have a cup of coffee and the kids don't want to go because they're sick of being around us, they can call us through Alexa from our apartment in Albania. How That's cool right. is that?
1: And we can drop in on, we can use our cell phones to drop into Alexa and, it, and actually leave them, you know, messages and talk back and forth to them kind of like an intercom system. Yeah. But do it with our cell phones. The
0: internet's the internet. All right. So let's move on. At number four on our list is COVID travel. And we both had different things that freaked us out about COVID travel. You want to go first with yours around the flight itinerary?
1: Oh, my God. So there are so many restrictions and rules and things about how many places you can – how many hops you can make and how many transfers you can have. Um, We we tried to piece together an itinerary in order to maybe lower the overall cost of our travel. And I I think it probably would have taken an artificial intelligence engine (laughs) days to figure this thing out because there are so many variables – and and the airlines are only offering certain flights on certain days now. So it was crazy for us. And what we ended up doing was paying the extra money, getting a point-to-point single carrier, you know, one-stop itinerary. And I, I would highly recommend that you just bite the bullet, pay, and this is funny coming from me, but pay the extra money and just get quick and easy, quick Jack and likes easy. Jack to
0: save pennies. Well, but in the end, if you remember, it wasn't even about trying to save money. Uh, We have, living in Atlanta, we fly Delta often, almost always. For this particular trip, the Delta flight, not only was it more expensive, but it was having us hop through the Schengen countries twice. Yeah. And we were going to have to we weren't going to be able to check luggage all the way, and so that was kind of a no-go for me because I was really concerned about you know something happening from a baggage handling perspective or you know we get to a country. We, we heard this from people traveling all the time is you're in the air and literally the travel rules change while you are in the air. and so by the time you land, you're not prepared with whatever the new rule is. So I wanted to minimize the number of stops. We flew from Atlanta to Istanbul to Tirana. done. Luggage went all the way.
1: And it was all through Turkish air. So at no point did we have to uh, disembark, collect our 13 pieces of luggage, go through customs, and then resubmit them uh, through scanning and recheck them, which is what we would have had to have done had, we, yeah, had we gone through two different carriers. And that, uh, that's no bueno at all.
0: The thing for me from a COVID perspective was protecting my family. And and this was important to Jack as well, but I did tend to obsess about this. I was reading you know articles from the CDC and Stanford University you know any piece of science that i could get my hands on to kind of figure out what is the safest protocol in the end we wore masks which everyone is required to wear masks in airports it really doesn't matter which airport you're in all across the globe that is a non-starter if you don't have a mask you can't come in
1: yeah and on the planes too unless you're eating that's the only condition for for pulling your mask down
0: Right. And in addition to the mask, I had the family wear visors. So, and, and I didn't take my visor off even on the plane. The kids did. Jack did. I don't, I'm not sure if you took it off because maybe you thought the baby screaming next to you was going to repel I was gonna, any yeah, COVID yeah, I was actually, from coming into your face. No,
1: I was going to use the plastic face shield to slip my wrists because of the screaming <laughs> baby in the aisle across from me. That's awful. And that 11-hour flight. quite worked the way I wanted it to, but yeah. I, and, uh, you know, we all take... We all have different uh, perspectives on risk. We were not the only people wearing face shields, though. No, there were other people no. on the plane. so.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, okay. hand sanitizer. I actually... Uh, you know, stocked up. It's it's well supplied now. I didn't prefer the hand sanitizer that the airline no, gave us. It was us. weird. It was, it was watery. Yeah, it, was it was weird. That's I, right. It yeah.
1: was it was very liquid.
0: <laughs> it was. I wasn't sure how strong it was, and so I was uh, doling out the hand sanitizer that I had packed. I, I think uh, they
1: might have just cleared out the bar cart and repackaged <laughs> it into clear plastic. Because yeah. by the way, there there were uh, everything was prepackaged. The food was all prepackaged. There was no warm food. Right. And there were there was. It was a beverage service, but it wasn't the one that we're all used to where they ask you what you want and they pour it into a cup. It was a, here's a bottle of water.
0: Yeah, no alcohol whatsoever. No
1: alcohol, yeah, very different. And on a long a long flight, those little things make a difference, so be prepared.
0: Yeah, because t- I think traveling in the age of COVID, is, it is weird, it is strange, uh, but it's a new process that's here to stay, at least for the foreseeable near-term future. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, so the last one that we have is actually a wild card. Jack and I have... Two totally different number fives on our list. So
1: Yeah, so my number five is healthcare because we want to continue to have coverage. And uh we found that there are a number of reputable companies that offer travel insurance or offer healthcare insurance, you know, for for uh for global travelers. So basically this is regular healthcare insurance that we would all be familiar with, with the same types of policies, writers. You know just everything that you're comfortable with but it's uh but it can be used in pretty much any country uh the interesting thing was that the the package that we selected for the family was about a th- one third of what we are paying right now for just u s healthcare care yep. and this policy is also good for health care in the United States, but for no more than six months out of a year so for us, what it means is uh, when we're traveling abroad, we're covered, and then when we come home for these, you know, periods of time where we're not traveling, we're covered as well, and it reverts back to a typical U.S. healthcare policy. And right. then when we go back on the road, we're still pol- we're still covered again, and we don't have to buy another policy or change policies.
0: And did you tell them it's basically the same network that we had?
1: It is. It's United Healthcare. It's exactly the same. It, it's exactly the same coverage. It's a high, <laughs> high deductible plan, uh, and uh, it's again one third as much as we were yeah. paying through our previous employer.
0: Yeah, I think this world school lifestyle has really opened up our eyes uh, to the healthcare front and just how it doesn't work very well in the United States. And I, I say that with some trepidation because I know that most of you listening are from the US, but it's crazy. I mean, this may be incentive for us to keep the world school going on just because it's maybe the only way we can afford health care. Who knows?
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Well, the thing on last thing on my list was preparing the kids for this experience. Um, I'm a mom. I, I don't like to think of myself as a tiger mom, but I probably would admit that I am somewhat of a tiger mom. And I was really concerned about how the kids were going to accept this experience, um, not just what to pack and and, and what hobbies, what things were they going to surround themselves while they're gone to make them feel a little less lonely, but also how they were going to sort of separate from their friends. I mean, COVID did give us a little bit of a gift, if we can say that, in that they have been separated from their friends pretty much, what, since March 12th?
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, since last school year.
0: Yeah. And so they know what it's like to engage virtually. But still, the, the time zone challenge uh, was a real issue that everybody was kind of, well, I shouldn't say everybody. Emma was really concerned about it. And, you know, Tom was trying to figure out who was going to cover for his Fortnite worlds and help him out. So they each had their own s- source of stress, I would say, that of things that mattered to them that I was trying to help them navigate through.
1: That's right. And, and for you keeping along up and playing at home, we're six hours ahead of the East Coast folks that are listening and we're seven hours ahead of uh, Central.
0: Right, right. And they have friends in both time zones. So just little things that we had to think of. You know, Emma was saying goodbye to friends all the way up to the day before we left. She had a parade of driveway greetings and and presents. And so I think her friends were equally sad that she was going to be leaving and maybe not available on demand. Uh, And as I mentioned, Tom was certainly having to navigate the fortnight front and try to get his all his buddies to, to cover for him. So well, thanks so much for joining us. I promise next week we will be so much more upbeat. We'll be talking about the best of times when it comes to long-term travel because there certainly are many of them out there.
1: Yes, I'm sure you'll get tired of hearing us gush about all the cool, good things that there are about long-term travel.
0: In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website at www worldschoolforfour.com. That's worldschool, F-O-R-F-O-U-R.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.